Hello, hello. Welcome to the 18th episode of That Film You Like, or I suppose we we did record an episode last week (laughs) with Files Corrupted, so technically it's the 18th episode because that episode didn't air, but I don't know, you can call it the 19th episode if you want, but we're going to call it the 18th episode. We'll call this 18B. 18B, yeah, that's a cool name. Speaking of B, LGBT, you know what it is? You know what it stands for? Nice. Yeah, <laughs> the terrible segue. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hello, this is a very special episode of That Film You Like, because on Quest Radio today, Friday, the 26th of February, even though we're recording this on Tuesday, because we are... Uh, no, wait, it's Monday today, right? Yeah, we're Monday. But on Friday... Monday. You're losing which is, it. Which is when this episode airs, um, Quest Radio will be taking part in the Pass the Mic event. From 6 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. We've got some great shows lined up, okay? Some great shows. Mm. You're listening to a night of conversation celebrating LGBT culture. Uh, Shows from The Retrospective and Kate Cornell, as well as Quest's Museum of London collaboration, which is not one to miss. So even though this is an hour-long conversation about uh, LGBT culture and music from us on that film you like, you know, stay tuned. Stay tuned after the show because there's loads of other great stuff discussing similar themes and LGBT plus history uh, on on on, on on the station, on the stationione. So, a celebration. Yeah. A celebration on the station. A, a celebration station. Damn. Damn, Duel, you're on a roll. Dude. So, yeah. I've just pan- come up with that. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Your, your, your improv is A star. Um, so Thank you. What we're planning to do for this episode, because it's a very, very special episode, um, we're going to talk about. Uh, we're gonna. We're just gonna have a brief discussion about uh, sexuality and gender and the LGBT community in music, um, and we're just going to talk about some some big artists that we like, uh, maybe in the more modern era, but also go back to you know sexuality in Britain. And it's kind of origin in music. Um, I should preface, if you don't like the LGBT community, never tune into this podcast again. <laughs> okay? Just don't do it. Yeah. We don't want you listening. All right? We did Thank warn you. you. We Thank warned you. Very you much. Last yeah, we episode. warned you. If, you. if you stay tuned in after that, you're a bit of a you know idiot. But we already knew you were an idiot because mm. you're against the LGBT community. Um, but anyway, so, Duel. Do you want to yes. begin? We're, we're starting early, early, like... I think I think we'll let you begin. Okay. Uh, just for some... Uh, a, bit of, a bit of history. Yeah, you know, a bit of, a bit of the LGBT history, would you say? Indeed, I would. I, I would indeed. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, okay, so the, the big artist I want to talk about uh, for a lot of this is David Bowie. Everyone loves David Bowie. Uh, yes. Um, you know, massive Ziggy Stardust, all of that. Like, mm. we, we'll the, get into the it. The star man. He's the star man <laughs> in the sky. He'd like to come and meet us, but um, something. That just tells you <laughs> how much I know. <laughs> Can't even remember the lyrics. Yeah, but man. something. Yeah, something, something. something. <laughs> uh, yeah, he'll think he thinks he'll blow our minds. That's it. Um, so, although. We're starting with David Barry, but David Barry was not the first UK artist to come out as a member of the LGBT community. Um, so 
homosexuality was actually legalized uh, in the UK in 1967, I believe. Um, and it was actually Dusty Springfield, uh, who people might know. She was one of the mods, like one of the influential artists, you know, the big hair, um, you know, that kind of... She, she set up a whole genre of music, really. Uh, so she was the first UK artist to come out as a member of the LGBT community. Um, she didn't really put a label on her gender, uh, sorry, on her sexuality. Um, people thought that she was gay, but uh, others have disagreed, said she was bisexual. Um, but either way, she was she was still a member of that community. And so she she came out with that three years after the legalization of homosexuality. Um, and she was the first. Which is crazy to think about, actually, because that's still rather recent. Yeah. Uh, that's awful. But yeah. then again, we're getting better, I hope. I hope so, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it feels like when you think about how um, the progress of, you know, LGBT rights uh, in this country, yeah, it, it hasn't been very long. And I mean, gay marriage didn't get legalized until, you know, way more recently. Yeah. Especially in this, uh, in this, in this country, like same-sex marriage is a was a massive thing in like yeah. the last decade. Yeah, like, and is, I mean, is, uh, even if yeah. you look over to um, Ireland and stuff, like their 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 sexuality um, legislation and stuff is way behind ours, even. But still, yeah. Um, but so yeah, then Barry uh, would announce that he was gay. Uh, in 1972, so two years after Springfield. Um, and so he was one of like the early, early people uh, to start off and say, hey, guys, I like men occasionally from time to time. Um, but then four years later, he would he would say in another interview that he was bi. Um, and obviously, Barry is very famous for being married to the model Iman. Um, both of them kind of played around with gen gender norms and stuff. And, you know, Barry is very well known for playing around with androgyny. Um, he's a very beautiful, sexy man, or he was. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, he passed away a couple of years ago, five years ago, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so kind of with Barry, it's important to consider that not only was the reception to his music shaped by you know sexuality but also the music itself was shaped by it so you know songs like um queen bitch <laughs> uh oh. was sung in gay vernacular um and you know he he's kind of very camp on that one and then uh he came out with a song called john i'm only dancing um which kind of has a pansexual anth anthem like it's it's basically about Barry dancing with this woman and his boyfriend John is uh, and he's like John I'm only dancing I'm, I'm not like attracted to her or anything John God get a life <laughs> and then he's like no well I'm not only dancing John because dancing means something else um aha uh -huh. uh, uh -huh, yeah uh -huh. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the whole oh, you know genre. what that means now. The whole genre of glam rock was and like still is about, you know, defying labels. And that's what so, Barry kind of did, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Certainly popularized it, I think, as well. Glam rock is yeah. like a massive sort of entity of itself where there's a lot of performance involved. 
Mm. Uh, but a lot of it is actually quite defiant of normative things, you know, just sort of uh, going against convention. And that that's sort of uh, always a commendable thing, especially back then as well. Yeah. Sort of towing the line, um, but doing it very well as well, musically, like not, not just the, the symbolism, but also, you know, the execution was very good. I'd yeah, ab- absolutely. And obviously having been one of the early people to like come out and say that he was gay. Um, he influenced so many people like Elton John, uh, mm. who, who you'll come on to in a bit. Uh, Freddie Mercury from Queen, obviously massive gay icon given the live AIDS event. Um, the Pet Shop Boys, who many people think the Pet Shop Boys are a couple. They aren't a couple, but uh, they are both. Well, I think one of them has come out and said, yeah, I'm gay or bi. And then the other one is like, I don't want to label it, but I'm not straight. Um, and then Boy George, um, Annie Lennox from Eurythmics. Gotta love Annie, Annie Lennox. Lennox. Great. She's great. Um, and even more recently, you know, Declan McKenna, our, our boy Declan McKenna, Barry's favorite wow. artist, Barry from the pub. Um <laughs> Has been influenced absolutely. He's been influenced by Barry. Like if you if you listen to Zero, oh it's so yeah. so much Barry and and glam rock influence there. Very uh, glad. And McKenna himself has come out and said that he's you know he's still a young guy, so he's not really worked out his sexuality yet. But he would say it's probably pansexual, and that it's not limited to um, any one gender. He said specifically in yeah. an interview. Um, which is respectable. You don't have to put labels on your sexuality. Um, Indeed. So yeah. A modern icon. What a what an icon! Yeah. Rest Went in peace, there. David Bowie. Indeed. Uh, very very influential. I mean, yeah. it's hard. It's hard to like. I don't know. Um, overstate it because it's like it's literally that vast. Mm. Um, like every every artist there is in some way affected by. I bow in it, and it's a it's a massive testament to his influence and talent. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even like consider we're saying like massive artists here, like Elton John and Freddie Mercury, and the yeah, nothing boys. to nothing to shake a figurative stick at. Yeah, That's exactly. All. It's a uh, Freddie Mercury is huge. Yeah, but you know they still have idols, hmm. and uh, they just happen to be Bowie sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing also, like they then went on to influence other people who listened to their music. And I, I especially around the time of Barry's death, um, I think he had said before he died that he was basically a closeted heterosexual in the end. But still, he was an LGBT icon and loads of people came out and said around the time that he died that like he helped them coming out or he helped them you know, find their own sexuality and stuff like that. And I I think, you know, just listen, go listen to Barry's very famous song, Heroes. Because for me, that song is like about, because I, I remember it, it had something to do with one of his friends who was having a gay affair and he didn't want his wife to find out. And so Barry helped cover it up for him. Um, and they were kissing under the Berlin Wall. And so the song Heroes is like, you know, doing what you want to do, being who you want to be, no labels. It doesn't matter who you are, who you love. 
we can all be heroes. And I think that's the point of that song. And really, Barry entirely is all about that kind of ideal of it doesn't matter who you are, you can still do good uh, in the world. So, yeah, maybe yeah. that was too soppy. <laughs> oh, never. <laughs> um, Could never be too soppy. Do you want to go on to Elton John or do you have someone else um, you want to speak about? We could, yes, we could certainly move to Elton John. Uh, sort of an, an evergreen figure in the world, actually, it seems. Yeah. He's, it, it's like he's been around, uh, dare I say, forever. <laughs> um, it feels like it, yeah. From the, uh, I think from the 60s. This is like his sixth decade in the industry now, mm. uh, which, which is massive. And uh, uh, relatively early on in his um, in his career, I guess, he sort of came out kind of and then did come out <laughs> but like it, it's a, a lot of these the same glam rock pageantry type thing yeah um, like if you if anyone saw the the biopic rocket man from rocket man it, was, it wasn't even last year now was it, it was 2019 i think yeah oh, um, that, that feels like so long ago taron edgerton played him right did yeah very well actually as well um but uh that lots of it is basically it chronicles his personal life. He was engaged to a woman mm. and called off the wedding very close to the to the wedding date. Yeah. Um, and and essentially in, engaged in uh, gay romantic relationships from from the seventies onwards. Uh, That's kind in of relationship relationships. with his with his manager. They are indeed <laughs> with his manager. <laughs> <laughs> with with his manager. Um, you know, with with just any anybody really, I guess it's sort of like a, and it was never glorified. It was just quite earnest, you know, just mm. uh, coming to terms with sexuality in a in a major like position like that. Uh, Belton John seemed to embrace it rather well, yeah. You know, ret- and retain the same sort of following. Um, just a, I I think that it's it's great. It partners itself well with like his personality and then his persona on stage and. It just sort of it all works. Elton John is very captivating. I guess I don't, you know, I wouldn't need to tell you that. Yeah, everybody knows. Everybody knows Elton John. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if Everybody's you don't know Rocket Elton Man. John, where have you been? Well, what are you doing? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was I, he's, a, uh, he's great. there was a big controversy around um, the Bohemian Rhapsody like biopic for Freddie Mercury and yeah. The Elton John Rocket Man one with Taron Egerton. Um, obviously, you and I have our own opinions about Rami Malek. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> oh, <he's> so <laughs> creepy. <laughs> uh, hello, guys. Um, oh God, I'm here to uh, please no, no <laughs> open this bottle. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there was a lot of issue. I think with that, with Bohemian Rhapsody, it was mostly the editing, and I don't know. Some people found that it was offensive. Um, that being said, oh, really? it, it did win many awards. Um, um, yeah, and Barry, Barry's family um, have tried to fight him getting a biopic. They do not want him to have a biopic because they feel like that would devalue his work. Um, but I think, and especially his son is a director. He's a very famous director. If you've ever seen the movie uh, Moon, yeah, Duncan Jones. He's he's like super famous. Me. Yeah, the the film Moon, he directed that. Um, but yeah, so they, they fought against Barry getting his own biopic. But Ooh, there's, there's he, also, been... he also did the World of Warcraft movie. Yeah, which apparently half of that yeah. film is okay, and the rest of it is not good. But uh, mm. 
But yeah, so they fought against him getting his own biopic, but I'm pretty sure news came out and said, oh, yeah, he is getting one. Like, yeah. <laughs> he just is getting one now. <laughs> he is. We don't care what you... His, he has no choice. His family and loved ones <laughs> have to say about it. Um, I, I, I see the appeal and then also the the juncture to not want one. But yeah. I, think, I think it's sort of like they just want to, you know, the public like to celebrate an artist's uh, entire career in like one sitting yeah and uh you know i i i, I guess I, I enjoy them i think mm. rocket man is great personally actually as well much better i think i i think it's well done in in comparison to bohemian you know, rhapsody, bohemian rhapsody. Mm. that's a different you know, <laughs> yeah, he has a different vibe going on, but uh, it seems to embrace sort of Elton John's lifestyle uh, more so, and it's less of a dark tone. It's more, you know, celebratory and and uh, earnest, but lifting at the same time. I'll say, I'll say that. Yeah, I feel like that's fair. Yeah. Um, obviously, we couldn't do this podcast if we didn't mention Freddie Mercury and Queen. Um, true, because come true. on. <laughs> Come on, um, do, do do you want to start with Freddie Mercury? With Freddie I mean, Mercury, how, how do you feel like Queen? Actually, just as a general question, musically, I I really enjoy Queen. Like I most of their stuff, I, I like. <laughs> yeah, they just I don't know. They just have a really good, interesting sound. I like how they have like Freddie Mercury's operatic vocals, but like with rock and stuff i'd say my favorite song from queen is probably brighton rock um mm. and yeah but that's the thing for me when i listen to queen i don't really think about freddie mercury's sexuality because the i don't agreed i don't feel like he really addresses his own sexuality in queen's music i might be wrong about that uh that he might have like one or like a couple of major songs where i just didn't understand it but yeah um but like outside of the music, he was obviously a very, very important figure for the LGBT community. He tragically died of HIV. Um, and, I, 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 you know, when, when that was a whole end, pandemic, epidemic, endemic? It was an epidemic, wasn't it? Yeah, an epidemic. I always get those words confused because um, they all yeah. sound the same. Um, but yeah, and then obviously he did the live event. <laughs> You <laughs> <laughs> did indeed. <laughs> Iconic look that. Yeah. Um certainly a, 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 an excellent a, a, I don't think that's ever gonna really be forgotten, is it? Yeah. If if Why you show anyone that picture, they'll know straight away, oh that's Freddie yeah. Mercury. Oh it's Queen. That's what that yeah. is. Yeah. So yeah. I um, guess um, in a in a way it's sort of like uh a more understated sort of sexuality in a private life but you know there was the celebration of of his uh another glam rock style personality really mm. just a larger than life sort of person with you know these backgrounds that are also completely open to to have you know a lot of the at the time a lot a lot of this the speculation was around his sexuality and it, and it was certainly in a more negative tone because tabloid <laughs> but but um, you know i, I think it, it again partners itself very well for him to just be an an, an open man who performs uh, with, a, with a sense of pageantry on stage and it's and it's and it's part of the 
musical experience you get. That's why Queen are so beloved across the world, let alone the country, I think. That's maybe one of the more universally reached bands, I think. Oh, yeah, you for know? sure. All the time, sure. I, I think that I think it'd be fair to say that Queen have basically touched all the corners of the earth <laughs> at this point <laughs> because it because the earth's flat and and <laughs> and. and, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's yeah, certainly an important figure, an yeah, iconic figure for sure. Uh, um, but I was thinking, let's let's move a little bit into the eighties. Unless you got any any other artists. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, I, I want to talk a bit about George Michael, um, mm. you know, of Wham, the duo Wham, Wham of Wham fame, of Wham fame. <laughs> he was, he was whamming. He was whamming all the time. And in fact, in 1988, Michael was caught whamming, uh, homosexually <laughs> whamming by an undercover officer in a toilet in Beverly Hills. And I think yeah. that my sister told me this story about him getting caught dogging in Hampstead Heath and something. Um, but yeah, you got fined for you got fined for homosexually whamming in in America, um, and that forced him to go public, and it was very unfortunate. Um, he previously he had lost a partner to HIV, um, and three years later uh, he lost his mother, um, and then boom, nineteen eighty eight hits, and he has to basically fez up and say, you know, you know have the most public out outing of one's sexuality. And um, cause he had hid his sexuality for so many years because he had thought that it would affect his career. Um, but yeah, he came out about it and he, he was a big LGBT activist and although not much of Wham's music deals with, you know, George Michael's sexuality, um, his own personal work, does does that more i think especially the song outsider uh sorry outside if you watch the music video for that uh for that song basically it's like satirizing the events of the beverly hills arrest so he's dressed up as like a police officer and he's dancing in a bathroom and (laughs) he, he he has a line or something saying like because he he got like a five hundred pound, five hundred dollar fine, and then was put to like eighty hours of community service. Imagine that! Imagine that for for being gay, you get five hundred dollar fines and eighty hours uh, of community service. Bit of public activity, and then that's that's what you yeah. get. Yeah, and he said, Gosh. "I I would you know do community." He said this in the song, like I would do community service, but have can't you already see? I've already helped the community, and it's like. Mm. Big brain, big brain. That is big brain. That's 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 the that's a good that's a good line. That's bars, them bars. George Michael, good stuff. <laughs> Certainly, a, yeah, a, a prominent figure in that sort of in this in the community. I I I would say, mm. uh, I, I I guess yeah, it is the is the case of, I guess the content of his music doesn't quite always address it. Yeah, uh, but a, a lot of it's multifaceted, like the. You know, if it's not the music, it's their activism in public, mm. and if it's not that, then it's their music. It's sort of, you know, it, it's uh, there's a there's a balancing act, and George Michael yeah. is very prominent in the LGBTQIA plus community. It's Wake crazy. Me up before you go go. Yeah, but that's careless whispers, 
Careless whispers of a good friend. Oh wait, no, yeah, mm. of a good friend. Yeah, he's he's just my good friend that I friend. like to spend time in the bathroom with mm. occasionally. <laughs> my lovely, my lovely buddy. My 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 very very close friend who sometimes yeah. stays at my house. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes no, we sleep that. in the same bed together, <laughs> but but we're just very good friends. I certainly, I certainly think they would have appeals, just like a you know the, the bouncy pop sort of style thing, just a uh, very. I don't know, love oriented mm. pop music. I think it, it resonates with anybody. Yeah, really. true. Yeah. Do you have anyone else from like the 80s or 90s that you want to talk about? Uh, I can't say I do, honestly. Um, mm. I mean, I like the the mention of Annie, Annie Lennox, sort of, uh, yeah, you know, that piqued my interest. And I, I guess, uh, you know, I just would think that she's a fantastic artist. Yeah, I love Annie Lennox and Eurythmics so much. Um, yeah. I think my favourite song from them is probably Here Comes the Rain Again. Here comes the rain again. Mm. Um, basically, uh, I'll, the, I'll the pick. F- I don't know what I'd pick, actually. I'm not even sure. Uh, I mean, I'd pick I'd pick her, self, her, her own music, like Nowhere I Love You. So I think that's great. That's oh, great yeah. Song. No, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I pick, I pick that. I'm picking that now. But yeah, <laughs> for me, I found um, Here Comes the Rain Again. I was watching, do you remember Black Mirror Bandersnatch? Yes. Like that multi-choice. Uh, classic, kind of... a classic. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did. You play that interactive show. Once. Play it or watch it, I suppose. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that song was in, in the game. Uh, show, yeah. interactive experience. <laughs> oh, so confusing. Um and I resonated with it because here yeah. comes the rain again. I live in Britain. The rain is always here. Here it comes again. It's coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Annie Lennox, uh, she's kind of butch. She she plays around with the androgyny thing again. Um, and she's lesbian, I believe. Uh, but she's also a big LGBT activist and uh, generally good musician. Like her a lot. Nice person, probably. <laughs> probably probably i mean i've never met her but i would assume from what i do know about her that she is uh, scottish people are nice yeah yeah um okay i want to speak about tracy chapman now yes go ahead uh, go ahead so tracy chapman everyone i don't know does everyone most people know about tracy chapman right? everybody knows about fast car everyone knows about fast car exactly um, so Tracy Chapman is wow! What a what an artist! What a musician! Amazing woman. Um, yeah. She leads a very private life, to be honest. She has never publicly stated her sexuality um, because she doesn't really think that's important, um, and she doesn't think that uh, though that kind of stuff plays into her music or anything like that. Um, but she is an outspoken advocate for LGBT gender and racial equality. Um, She's supported numerous AIDS funds, uh, foundations, and, you know, she's performed charity events. Um, and it had come out that she had a long relationship with the famous writer Alice Walker. So we do know that she has had, like, uh, same-sex relationships. But yet again, she leads a private life, so it's not a big thing of her music. But her most well-known song, Fast Car, um, has become a lesbian anthem. The lesbians love Fast Car. All of the lesbians. No, I'm not going to tell you. Including me. It, including me? you, even though you're not a lesbian. <laughs> Am I not? <laughs> I like Fast Car, but I'm not even a lesbian. Fast Car is fantastic. It's yeah. so good. 
I love that song so much. Um, but it's become a lesbian anthem because she never genders the couple in in that song. She never yeah. uses pronouns um, in in regards to the narrator of that song and also the person. Yeah, no. It's simply a love song. Yeah. And it because it is a love song about leaving a city behind um, and leaving your family behind when they don't accept you and finding new places to go and stuff, a lot of people in the LGBT community have resonated with that um, story, even though it's not autobiographical um, to Chapman's life. Uh, but still, many people feel the connection to her and that song and most of our music and that's great i love that i love to hear, see that you know people yeah. resonate with it um her sort of singer songwriter style is very appealing yeah yeah she's really. done loads of stuff for like social justice and her music is yeah groundbreaking yeah. resonating i can't say enough good stuff about tracy chapman and she's still alive mm. which is good yes not that she would be dead <laughs> well, you'd hope, you'd, you'd hope not. <laughs> That's not a threat, Tracy Chapman. You're <laughs> I'm not threatening you. I like you yeah, a lot. Said, right. Don't she die. actually? I think the last time I I heard from her, she was suing. She was suing Nicki Minaj for a sample that wasn't cleared. Oh, so, come on, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, Minaj Just Friday. Just respect. Tracy Chapman is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, no. Also, um, I did want to speak about the Velvet Underground. Oh, really? Because I don't think... I, I've tried to do research, and I don't think they're, any of them are like gay or anything like that, but uh, they are a big part of LGBT culture, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. And the song Walk on the Wild Side is like about a trans person, apparently. Uh, really? So, yeah, pe- people like the Velvet Underground... I haven't listened to them yet. I know you like the Velvet Underground. Adam, hold on. You haven't listened to them yet? I no, I haven't. I, I haven't. <laughs> Leave me That's alone. That's insanity. I know, I know. <laughs> Wait, so explain this to me. What's the difference between the Velvet Underground and the Velvet Underground and Nico? Is it just that Nico's well, there now? It's just that Nico was, a, she was just there for the album. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, right. It was just, she uh, just sang some of the songs on the album. Right. <laughs> that, that was really it. She just, and then, she's a German artist, I think. Obviously, there's the whole thing around Andy Warhol, who they he did. have a big thing about. And because uh, don't you own the banana, Andy Warhol, peel yeah, the that's banana. The, that's, that's the uh, the Velvet Underground and Nico. Yeah. Yeah. So, and obviously, Andy Warhol was a very famous LGBTQ plus artist. Um. So, do you want to move into the modern era, or do you have any any other the people? modern Oops. era? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're prepared to do that. Okay. Uh, I'll if try and do it chronologically, cut. perhaps. Um, I can start with 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 uh, with uh, my my uh, favorite band, Grizzly okay. Bear. Uh, Grizzly Grizzly Bears. Who I who, who I've talked about, I think, more than enough times <laughs> because I can't help myself, <laughs> but. Um, as a as a site to um you know their their music i guess the the lead singer ed ed drost is is a a gay man mm. um who's been quite public with his sexuality is he a bear uh, well so you say that now i don't <laughs> i'm gonna have to tell you why they're called that 
<laughs> I think they called Grizzly Bear because Ed, Ed had a, had an ex boyfriend in which he he used to call him Grizzly Bear. Oh right! Oh wow! That's mm. cool. But he, cool. he he himself isn't a bear. Is he? Is he a bit twinky? Is he on the twinky side? Uh, I by now I bear. I can, you can call him an, a bear. Possibly an otter. Like <laughs> an otter. An otter. Um, is that an actual term? Yes. Yeah, between. Oh <laughs> Between. wow! Okay, I'm getting educated. You got to you got to brush you got to brush up on your terms. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I I guess um, you know, it's it's the, the band is fundamentally sort of open to discussions on that on romanticism and just re- the intertwining of relationships in general. It's it's uh, but it's also like how Tracy Chapman would sort of be a little less on the nose about the genders of the people in relationships things like mm. that it's, it's more of a a general uh discussion on romantic life so it's sort of like you know it can resonate with anybody i think yeah but yeah much of the songs at least in the early forming of the band uh since it like the uh at the early stages it was it was a single like a little solo project mm. of his and then you know he had instrumentalists come in and then it, it sort of formed a band after like the first album came out. Yeah. Uh, so lots of it was just Ed's writing on his own experiences, like being raised in a in a house. It's sort of like you know he was he moved around a lot and was also homosexual. So that it came up. Mm. It came up. It was <laughs> one of those it, little things. He was like, oh, by the up. way, I'm gay. Yeah. By the way, yeah. yeah by the way. So one of the song, one of the songs on Yellow House. Uh, mm. called Plans is about like this relationship where uh, two men are together and then one of them moves to South America uh, so like a long a long distance sort of uh, same sex relationship and the, and the difficulties of that sort of thing it's just sort of like there's a lot of nuance to it but I guess fundamentally it is sort of an LGBT kind of project it's central around that it's very progressive stuff yeah from what I've heard of Grizzly Bear, I do like them. Um, yeah, there was one that one album you recommended to me. Vecatimist, indeed. I think indeed I did. Yeah, I think it was that one, and I I vibed mm-hmm. with that quite quite heavily. Mm. They opened for Radiohead, by the way, before that album came out. Here we go again, talking about. Well, they did. <laughs> I have to say, I have to say, it, it just moved past that. Didn't have to move up Radiohead. Tour. It's sort of radio. Well, since we don't have the segment, I need to wedge it in somewhere. And yeah. <laughs> perfect segue. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I guess it's just this. This band is very involved with sort of activism and just uh, being public with your sexuality and being open and honest and proud. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Nothing but respect and props. For yeah. Them. Um, if I can go with one now, I'm thinking of, uh, speaking about Claro, um, most people have heard of Claro. She's, she's fairly well known. I'm pretty sure most people have at least listened to one Claro song in their lifetime. Um, uh, yeah. Specifically, TikTok, the, yeah, it, yeah, she, I think she's, a few of her songs have blown up on TikTok, but especially the song Sophia, which is all about mm-hmm. her love for a girl. Dun dun dun! Mm. Called Sophia. What's her name? Yeah, oh! <laughs> who would have guessed? Um, it's a modern oh! lesbian bedroom pop anthem. Um, but Claire herself 
hasn't put a label on her sexuality, um, but has specifically said, it's not straight. <laughs> That's actually a quote from her. Straight. She said, I don't know what really? my sexuality is, but it isn't straight. <laughs> yeah. Um, in an interview. So that's good. And it's important for young women to have an artist that's uncertain of their sexuality, but can also speak about, you know, things like that, like things of, oh, I'm yeah. friends with this person, but now I'm getting feelings for them. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a girl, they're a girl, or how do I deal with this and get around it? Um, but yeah, it's good that the, the, the young people of today have a, have a role model like Clara, and she's also a good artist. Um, which is yeah, an excellent artist. I, I, dare I say, yeah. She's no, I, I would agree with you. In fact, I'm gonna, mm. I'm gonna agree with you on that. Excellent. I don't know why <laughs> I got so aggressive about that. <laughs> I'm gonna agree. I'm, I'm agreeing. Uh, agree. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so good, Claro. Well done. Yeah, um, uh, I think she's progressed the lo-fi spectrum a, a, li- a little bit, a lot bit actually, a lot yeah. bit. People say that. A lot. Um, bit. Some people say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She, she's expanded the sound, the, the the sort of production style with with immunity. That 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 album, mm. uh, her debut. Yeah, I think it, it's very polished for a first album, and you know, and yeah, and, and then then again, the sort of those topics are are covered, and covered well. Yeah, and earnestly. Um, she I also like had earnest things. Yeah, very earnest. She also had a song um, called B O M D, which stands for Boys of My Dreams. Um, and she then later said of that song, well, it isn't just boys of my dreams. It's girls of my dreams as well. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then just was like, okay, that's what that is. And that's good. Um, I oh. think in, in the same vein, we can kind of talk about girl in red. Um, yes. who, if you have been on the internet, there's, there's girl in red has become like basically a synonym for lesbianism, which is great. Um, you know, people make, make memes about it. Uh, loads of my friends, you know who you are, have said, I'm waiting for my girl in red moments. And it's like, oh. yes, queen, go for it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and girl in red, that's the thing. I feel like with girl in red, pretty much all of her songs are either about, you know, being a member of the LGBT community and LGBT romance, or it's about mental health struggles and heartbreak and kind of the two are interconnected um mm. and she's not at all subtle uh which is good it was her birthday it was her birthday six days ago well happy birthday girl in red <laughs> um you know yeah. some of her songs are called two queens in a king-sized bed banging that's a great great song um i want to be your girlfriend and and she's talking about wanting to be someone's girlfriend yes go mm. for it my favorite um, song of hers is "We Fell in Love in October." We fell, in, yeah. That that was like her big song um, that blew, yeah. blew up, and that was the first song I heard from her. I l- I yeah. listened to her and Nothing But Thieves on the same day. Like I found them both on the same day. Perfect. Um, don't know how I remember that. And her song <laughs> "Girls," which is girls. all about girls, and I think it has a line about like, "I'm not talking about boys. I'm talking about girls." And it's like, yeah, yes. that's the, that is the chorus. That's the chorus. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, 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 yet again, it's like you have these two role models, like female role models who are, you know, very overt with their sexuality and they're very proud of their sexuality and, the, and, and their music reflects that. And people who are struggling with 
the same things that they are or feel the same things that they are. They can see themselves represented in music. And I think that's really important and, you know, really good. And I hope to see more of that kind of stuff going forward. Um, Do you have anyone else you want to talk about in terms of modern... Um, Kevin Abstract. Kevin Uh, Yes, yes. Of Brockhampton fame. (laughs) Brockhampton. Yeah, yeah, I've I've been listening to a lot of... we We can duel on this. Yeah, duel on it. Okay, you start. You you brought him up. A friendly duel, I mean. Yeah, yeah. The, the kind of duel where you don't punch each other too hard. No, it's like a duel of like hugs. Yeah, hug and, and duel. Kind, and, and kindness. Yeah. <laughs> Classics. <laughs> so Brock, Brockhampton is like the well, everyone. I mean, do I need to explain Brockhampton? Probably yeah, not. Yeah. They're like, oh, yet again, Brockhampton. They're a group is... of they're a group of about five hundred men. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Some of and them are gay. gay. <laughs> yeah. And it's but, a running meme on the internet that Brockhampton is turning people gay. <laughs> people gay. It's like that. Um, I hate Alex Jones for that that joke. They're putting chemicals in the water to turn <laughs> the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> Brockhampton turned the frogs gay. <laughs> it all started with uh, Kevin Abstract. I'd say the de facto leader of the. Oh, yeah. He's like one of the founding members. Yeah. He's the gayest. I'm gonna at least zero in. He's he is the gayest because he is the gay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was gonna zero in on his in his album Arizona Baby. uh, Oh, two years ago, I think. Good. You're listening to Arizona Baby. I listened to American Boyfriend, Suburban Love Story. You did fantastic, right? This is excellent, excellent deal. It's uh, a, I'd say an an edgy sort of uh, rap album. Still worth listening to for sure. It's very good. Um, not that long either. It's like half an hour, but it it has a lot of content involved. There's a, a lot of grief and trauma about his upbringing in Texas as mm. um, a, a homosexual man and and sort of the abuse he receives and uh, or received and and receives and and uh, you know all sorts of life's happenings that all like sort of accumulate on one person with a lot to process um he's quite explicit about uh his sexuality yeah which is a another well noted thing he's but uh and on this album specifically he's super sort of gloves are off about the language and lexicon people use you know the f slur is peppered through this album sort of just to um quantify the sort of grief and the trauma that 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 comes with Mm. uh but like yeah in 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 a, in a lighter note, maybe there's like you know comments on uh, his relationships and experimentations with people, uh, and just sort of like the sexual relationship you can have with someone of the same sex. It's so it's very it's very just candid. It's 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 refreshing to to have that mm. sort of in a in a modern in a modern setting where there's sort of like you know a pretense about your 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 personal life like not not to be not to not like not like a private life but like something that where you're quite public but not honest <laughs> yeah that's that sort of that's that sort of thing he's very honest and i i, I give him credit yeah for, for i feel like american boyfriend is very much the same um though i feel like it may take a more romantic tone um yeah. especially the first couple of songs empty 17 talking about how he met this guy and and struggling with like working out his feelings towards him and he also speaks about his mother a lot on this album about how his mother is a homophobe or at least she was concerned about 
Kevin being gay. Um, And he he has like a line, I love my mom, I hate my boyfriend. Because it's like, you know, even though his mum isn't really okay with his sexuality, he still loves her. And even though, and, and then it's kind of like, damn it man like i really like this guy but if if i didn't like him my mum would love me more and it's just it's so fantastically done and yet again like although it's it's dealing with that content it's still the music itself is and and the rapping and the bars and the beats massively produced and one thing i did really want to speak about is like it's really good he's very good at production yeah, one of, one of the main things I wanted to speak about was like rap and hip hop has primarily been homophobic or like a homophobic sphere. Greatly, yeah, greatly. Uh, or, for the for the most part, it, yeah. it, it, it it's fought it's fought out of those sort of. It's very um, naturally masculine, mm. and uh, while it is sure in some ways like societally progressive. There's also the sort of thing where the upbringing is very uh, totalitarian and, 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 and there's a lot of tunnel vision in terms of what's acceptable and what isn't acceptable. Yeah. So homosexuality, for example, is something that was never quite celebrated in, in, in the rap community, just especially. Mm, mm. I think that's definitely yeah. true. And I think what, uh, you know, Kevin Abstract and... Frank Ocean, to some extent, uh, he, yeah. he came out as bi on Tumblr <laughs> back when people used Tumblr <laughs> in 2012. Tumblr. Yeah, oh and um, Tyler, the creator, hasn't confirmed his sexuality, but uh, you know, e- Igor was. We have though, some. We we have some leads. Yeah. <laughs> um, that being said, he did use the F slur before, and people called him out for it because, hey, don't do that. Um, yeah. Eminem also used the F slur and there was a big controversy over that because, hey, you're not gay and you're using it as a derogatory term. Don't use it like yeah, that. Eminem's, Eminem's a bit of a bigot, though. It's an awfully hot coffee pot. Awfully hot <laughs> coffee pot. Does that, does that excuse him? That does not excuse him. Not at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just interesting to see. And, you know, there have been other artists like uh in hip-hop who have played around with like gender norms and sexuality and stuff like that and it's good to see that as we progress as a society we're seeing more people like this especially kevin abstract um who are like showing the black queer experience and in a in an environment where that usually isn't discussed quite a lot uh and and it, it overlaps into the music that he's created with brockhampton as well so yeah yeah good guy i like him excellent guy um i think we we would go amiss without mentioning uh sophie all capitals um she tragically passed away um in january i believe Um, yes the 30th of january it was very recent yeah um almost a month she was a scottish musician record producer singer songwriter and dj and I will be honest, I have not listened to any of her music, though I do know that, well, you know, she, she just did a lot for LGBT representation in music. Um, yeah. And she came out as a trans woman. Um, and yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate that she it, passed away. And uh, it is. 
she did a lot for for identity um, and LGBT representation and trans identity in, in music. And I uh, I feel like we should mention that. I agree. Uh, and her album was, you know, highly celebrated. Um, it's a long title. Oil of Every Pearl's Unsides is the <laughs> album title. It's very difficult to say. I struggle a little bit. But um, <laughs> that, like, it's just a, there was a, it's a, a genre bending sort of album mm. uh like, uh, electronic sort of production sort of space pop hyper pop bubblegum pop there's all sorts of these influences in the in the production but it's very it's so well it's so well crafted it's a, it's like you know the the, the in, initially after a passing a lot of the words thrown around were like craft and and detail and and yeah. sort of uh proficiency she's very uh proficient and, and just Mm. You know, the, she had the the image and the, the lyrics about acceptance and uh, and and you know I like like uh, it's okay to cry is the the opener and I I I really like that song like yeah a lot. it it's very deep and connected to humanity it feels like there's a lot of there's a lot of things like that so yeah the the mention for Sophie is very appropriate I'd say mm. um I feel like if we were to sit here all day. And try and list every artist. We, you know, we'd be here forever. Um, so a few notable mentions: Sam Smith. Uh, Sam Smith. Sam yes. Smith broken into the mainstream. Big. That was a big coming out moment, actually. Yeah. Uh, non-binary, genderqueer. I think that's uh, good stuff. Um, Charlie yeah. XCX. I think she has done a lot for representation. I believe. Um, yeah. Harry Styles, the man who Harry wore a dress, Styles. and the internet blew up about it. Um, yet again, crucify me. I'm not a big fan of Harry Styles' music. Um, I, I know I don't have any taste. I shouldn't be recording a music podcast. Well, you, can, you, won't, you won't even have a watermelon sugar. You won't even have that. No, no, I don't, I don't like oh, it. I don't like okay. it personally, but I can understand I why people like it. Slap. I know I deserve it. Um, but I do enjoy how he plays around with gender norms. And, uh, yeah. you know, I don't think he's specifically said, that he is gay or anything, but he doesn't have to. And he's doing a lot for fighting toxic masculinity uh, and, you know, breaking into the mainstream with stuff like that. FKA Twigs also, I feel like, mm-hmm. does some of that um, yeah. representation and stuff. And obviously we could mention all the LGBT allies like Lady Gaga, Prince. How, how did we not mention Prince? Like all of, uh, there's, there's so many people. Um, do you, do you have any 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 closing? I guess uh, I mean Lil Nas X was sort of like a big thing. Oh yeah, yeah, for a little bit, and that was like a a, a large build up to that. Years and years, uh, yeah. the electro pop band from the from the UK, Oli Alexander, big a big guy in that yeah. respect. Uh, um, there's I get yeah I I agree with you really that it's like it's endless and there's so much good to say about that sort of thing. It's very progressive times at least in the art form uh so yeah there's a lot there's a lot to talk about maybe uh dodie you mentioned dodie i think oh yeah i love dodie dodie's great yeah yeah there's that there's just so so many advocates and allies and members of the community it's very promising yeah and it's good to see also that like there's a lot of representation now in music and i'm not saying that it should stop it should never stop um but we're at a point where it's like if you if you are 
a member of that community and you want to see yourself represented in music, but also in your own musical taste, like say, say you're, you know, uh, say you're gay. Um, then like, if okay. you, if you only like rap, then like, you're not going to go listen to Dodie. You, you want something that fits your taste, but can also represent you. Then, you know, check out Kevin Abstract, check out Frank Ocean, check out all of these other artists. And it's kind of branching out in, in the way that you're not only represented to, but you're catered for. And yeah. I think that's really important. I, I like Perfect. that. I um, so closing statements and thoughts. Um, I did really want to bring up the, the, the story uh, to do with Gavin Williamson. Uh, the, the Oh, yes. The political think, portion of the podcast. Yeah. Hate to get political. No, we don't. We love to get political. No, we um, absolutely don't. <laughs> Education Secretary Gavin Williamson, Lord's student who called gays an abomination as he reveals his free speech plan. Well, Gavin Williamson seems to be saying that uh, schools can only report, universities can only report on certain topics and that he will be creating a free speech champion uh, role. Uh, to take care of stuff like that. And given that he's lauded a student who called gays an abomination, which is just a, a horrendous thing to say in 2021, uh, yeah. it would appear that he would like to implement that. He's already said that uh, secondary schools can't teach alternatives to capitalism and has ideas that colonialism can't be taught as racist or in a bad light. Um, so who knows if that's what he's planning to implement, something about homophobia and saying that that's okay. Uh, the fact that he's still the education secretary after the A-levels fiasco, uh, it's a bit of a mess, isn't it? Um, but I wanted to just, I think Durell and I both agree that Queen Mary's is a university that will not, um, will not accept any you know, homophobia, transphobia, biphobia, any of that. Um, and I think, at least from, you know, it, uh, we're both in our first year here, but I feel like it's a very welcoming environment, personally. Um, yeah. And certainly is. Yeah, I feel like th th there's, there's a lot to Queen Mary's in terms of representation and acceptance and pride. I mean, even look at us, we're doing this podcast um, <laughs> for, for, this, for this specific event, uh, Pass the Mic. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm I I worry about that in the future, but I I just want to say to anyone who's afraid of stuff like that that the students at Queen Mary's will fight against stuff like that because we, you know, where we we are one of the most diverse universities in the country for ethnicity and stuff like that, but also in terms of sexuality, we we need to be the same on that as well. Um, so yeah, that's that's just my opinion on it. Yeah, seconded. Seconded. Great. Well, thirded. I third my own opinion. <laughs> um, so we're going to wrap up now, guys. Um, thank you so, 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 so much for tuning in uh, to this episode. We'll be back Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Unless our files corrupt again, but that's probably not going to happen. Um, don't curse it. Yeah, don't jinx it. Fingers crossed. Um, but stay tuned to Quest Radio because there are more great shows. As we mentioned in the beginning of the show, there's more great shows coming up. Check in, check in, stay tuned. Don't don't go away stay now. Tuned. Stay on because someone someone's gonna be on after us and they want they want people to listen. And they you should listen, okay? Mm. So stay tuned. 
Um, we're running this event till 9 p.m. tonight, I believe, unless I've yes. done everything wrong. But yeah, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening and have a good night. Thank you.